Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. We are here today with Jody Brialt and Lisa Harris, and they work for a company called VEIC. And I'll let them explain who VEIC is and what they do. But we're here to talk empl about employee well-being and specifically about employee mental health and how important it is to have to be intentional about supporting your employees' mental health and to do it not just once a month or a couple of weeks out of the year, but to do it year round. And so Jody and Lisa are going to give you some suggestions for things you might do to help support your employees as part of your well-being program as it relates to mental health. So without any further introduction or further ado, let's jump right in. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jody and Lisa. And why don't we let you introduce yourselves and give a quick synopsis on who VEIC is and what you do at VEIC. And we'll go reverse first name alphabetical order and we'll start with you, Lisa. Great. Thank you, Jeff. Good to be here today. I am Lisa Harris. I'm the Chief People Officer at VEIC. I lead the HR team and our centers of excellences. So anything that you can imagine as being part of HR. So HR operations, talent acquisition, learning and development, HRVPs, facilities, and our legal team. And who is VEIC? Well, let's start with our mission uh, to provide the energy solutions that the world needs. And we help drive decarbonization solutions in buildings, transportation, as well as the electric grid. And our signature approach, which is really important, puts accessibility first, which is why 50% of our programs benefits positively impact socially vulnerable communities. I'm really excited to be with this organization. It's a fantastic organization with a, with a great mission. Great. And Jody, how about you? Hi, I'm Jody Briel, and I'm the Manager of People Operations at VEIC. I've been with VEIC for about a year and a half, and I uh, work with Lisa and all of our HR business partners to provide great care to our employees. Before we get started, I have to ask about the flooding. Being in Connecticut, I, I know you had a lot of flooding in Vermont uh, over the last month or so, and and uh, how are you guys doing? And more importantly, how have you supported your employees through these through, through that crisis? Yes, we had significant damage all over the state to levels far beyond what Vermont had ever seen. Um, and being an organization that is committed to a people first approach and fostering a supportive work environment, we really wanted to look at what do our people need. And that was super important to us as we're starting to um, build back. So we wanted to ensure that they received the assistance and care that they needed during this time. So we started with some really foundational things first. Um, we posted, you know, your regular emergency resources and, and things that most employers in Vermont did. But um, what VEIC did that was really above and beyond was uh, we went to a more employee centric approach and we supported our community by posting on our intranet um, resources that we could give to each other. So we started there that mimicked the state response. Where we went from there was uh, we included our community service benefit. Um, and expanded it. So we allowed our employees to use that community service day for giving back to their community and their, and their families. And what we did from there, um, this is truly something that um, is really touching. We allowed our employees, we have a, a care and concern benefit that allows employees to use their time to care for a family member 
um, when they're ill. We expanded that to allow them to care for themselves or a family member in this flood crisis, give back, help get their lives put back on track. And that's no small feat in, in the magnitude of what we were dealing with. Um, and lastly, we really looked at flexible work arrangements and schedules. This was not something that was expected. And our people really needed to know that they had our support in that flexibility and their scheduling and being able to get themselves back on track. I just wanted to add that also, um, you know, we are uh, part of VEIC's Efficiency Vermont. And Efficiency Vermont is a, uh, a, a contract uh, part of our organization that has been very much involved in the community. And we've had, we have a task force and a coalition that's working with our state on supporting individuals, families, low and medium, um, medium uh, household levels with getting back, you know, whether it's um, uh, improving their house or adding um, efficiency to their homes or just fixing their homes from, from the flood. That's something that, um, that, that we're very much a part of and have made some, some significant strides you know, in, the, in the state just in the last few weeks. Our, our EV team team, our EVT team, as well as our managing director, Peter Walk and his leadership team to really um, support our state in this, in this time of, um, you know, of, of, of trauma. You know? Yeah. Well, I envision Vermont as the, the the type of state where you really do rally around one another. And it, and it sounds like your organization fits that mold. And where, where did your operations, were your operations disrupted or were you able to go ahead and continue uh, business, not as usual, but, but uninterrupted? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't have any damage other than we do have a uh, an office, small office in Montpelier that supports our EVT work. Uh, it's on the third floor of a building that was impacted. And we only have a couple of people that, that go to that office periodically. So um, so that was really the only location. I mean, there were some issues down in Rutland where we do have some folks, but not in the building that we're located. So, you know, other than people having experiences at their own home or yep. wanting to go out and support, you know, their colleagues or, or their communities, you know, with the cleanup and the support, we, we were not significantly impacted uh, with any damage. Right. I, I imagine folks were very appreciative of the, of the things that you did to allow them to tend to their themselves, their families, their neighbors, their community, um, in that in that time of need. So that's fantastic and a great segue into the work your team has been doing in support specifically of mental health and how that's not something that's a focus for just a month at VEIC, but it's really a year-round focus for you. So can you share a little bit about what you've been doing in this in this space, mental mm -hmm. health support for your employees? Yeah. So we are like every other business across America. We are noticing that our employees need mental health support year round. And so to that end, what we did was we looked to partner uh, with an organization called Restore Resilience. And it's a multifaceted approach where Restore Resilience offers our employees live health, health coaching, um, as well as um, some programs on a on a regular basis. Every month there's Restore TV sessions where they're like live webinars and they're on a host of different topics, uh, but it meets an employee where they're at. So these topics can be 
things like creating healthy boundaries or self-care, strengthening your support system, avoiding burnout. And then you have like traditional uh, classes like meditation and mindfulness and stretching. But that live health coaching component supports those classes. So our employees can join when they want. They can chat, uh, live chat with their coach whenever they want, uh, within reason, obviously. Um, but it's a, a multifaceted approach that really allows the employee to just come when they can. And it's in manageable bites so that the person isn't overwhelmed by a very long webinar or a regimen of you know, weeks and weeks of things. They pick what they want to, to do uh, based on their own plan. And I think that the, the coaching piece is really key. Our employees are at a greater uh, percentage than Restore Resilience's book of business. We really have huge engagement with this tool and it allows employees to really have one-on-one -on -one with someone that really understands what their goal is and can help them get there. Well, what is that engagement rate and why do you think that it's higher for your organization than, than norm? So to answer that question, uh, Jeff, we have about 70% of our, of our population that ha is taking part in or um, in with this application, you know, with Restore Resilience. I also want to want to throw out that we are a very flexible organization. So we do offer, Jody mentioned earlier, care and concern. Care and concern is a, is a differentiated benefit that really allows folks to take that time for their families. And we've, we've been flexible with that benefit as well around COVID and now around the, the flood. Um, I also want to say that, you know, this starts at the top. You know, when I think about the support that uh, our leadership team has for this work, it starts with our CEO, Rebecca Foster, and our leadership, leadership team. And we believe that wellness, it really is the key to employee morale and engagement, right? Giving that flexibility, understanding that there are stresses that we could have never imagined having not gone, you know, if we've learned anything from, you know, from the pandemic, that we've got to focus on holistic holistic health, right, which involve, which is, you know, physical, mental, you name it. Um, and organizations, I mean, I just can't skimp on this, you know, because, you know, there's got to be an investment, we believe, you know, and, and we, we hear it, we ask for feedback from our, from our employees regularly, you know, through many different different ways, surveys, focus groups, one-on-ones. Our CEO is doing a, you know, a, a session now where she's meeting with folks over the, over a course of two months just to gain feedback about their experiences and about our strategic plan, et cetera. You know, I, and I can't say enough how, how, how it's so incredibly important for it to come from the leadership team all the way down, right? Uh, and it, it's critical, certainly has been critical to our success, you know, at VEIC. Is the leadership team messaging this, um, not just supportive, but encouragement of people taking care of themselves from, from a whole health standpoint, including behavioral health year round? It, it sounds like it must be more than just, as as I mentioned, more than just, you know, behavioral health month. Uh, it must be an ongoing message that, and yeah. the employees have to know that it's genuine. For you yeah. to get 70% engagement in a program like that, to me, that's outstanding. And, and they must really feel the the authenticity of, of the care that that your leadership has for them. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're really busy. I think we're going through a lot of change too. Mm -hmm. And our leadership team cares. 
Mm. I think our people, not just our leadership team, we have a, a people in our organization that are kind, that care about each other. You know, we've been, we've been very active in putting together this wellness plan. So and it sort it surrounds mental health for sure. And we have things that are happening monthly. We're not just involved with restore resilience, right? We're also involved in invest EAP and other and other things that support our uh, our staff. And yes, our leaders are regularly, you know, supporting and 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 asking our staff, you know, to take care of themselves, right? And and you know, work life balance can be challenging, right? When you have a really busy organization that's growing, and so we're trying to. To, to weave in, you know, these things that uh, that really allow folks to take care of themselves. I don't know, Jody, if you want to add anything else to that in terms of things that we're doing, um, but I know that uh, we recently won the uh, the Gold Award, right? Which, Jody, maybe you, you can uh, expand on. Yeah, so I'm proud to say that um, our efforts at VEIC uh, were recognized by the state of Vermont. Uh, we received the Governor's Gold Award uh, for Worksite Wellness. But what's even better about that is that that effort is spread across 22 states. So it's not just seen in Vermont. We got the award for Vermont, but those efforts are enjoyed by all of our employees across the country. So we do really wonderful programs, um, like Lisa mentioned, Care and Concern. Uh, we have a paid parental leave program. We have wonderful webinars and um, engagement opportunities for employees that really support holistic wellness. And one of the things that I really love about this program is it's not just physical health, it's physical health, mental health, emotional health, financial. We have classes on how to manage your finances. One of our benefits that we have uh, with our EAP allows you to talk with a legal resource. So we really look at it like it's not a one size fits all approach. Right. You know, there's there. you mentioned the word engagement it might not have been the first time we mentioned it uh, already. And there's a there's a lot of data that that illustrates. Increased performance in general, so so stock performance for publicly traded companies, employee engagement, positive cultural shifts when leadership really leads with that that mentality of caring and of, of being concerned about the well-being of their employees and. Uh, obviously, we see that in the examples you've cited. So, you know, what can other leaders learn from other leadership in other organizations learn from the leadership at VEIC that 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 maybe they're not thinking about this in the right way? You know, Jeff, I would I would say empathy, right? And I use that word only because I, you know, we were recently talking about this at our senior leadership team, and you know, and talking about our norms and talking about you know, the organization and the culture and having empathy and care are of the utmost importance, I think, for any organization. And really, as I said earlier, looking at our employees holistically. You know, I, I come back to the pandemic, you know, if I've learned or if we've learned anything, you know, life and home, work and home has become sort of interchangeable, right? I mean, we see each other's homes and, you know, we're in, and I think it's, it's given us a, an advantage, I think, as an organization to embrace that, right? And um, and I think leaders and other organizations 
Uh, I think many are doing that. Many have learned this, you know, over the over the um, the last several years. But listening to your employees too. Yeah. Really. The, the the advantage being, in a nutshell, that employees who are happy and healthy are actually more focused and productive when they're when they're at work. And um, I think that that. You know, th this sort of trend has been going on for a while now, but has really kicked into full gear of organizations and, you know, folks that occupy C-suites realizing that people do need to feel appreciated and cared for. And I think it's great that you guys lead the way on that. What, what else do you do to support your employees' well-being? So you mentioned restore resilience isn't, that's just one component of it. What what other types of things are you doing to support your your employees? Yeah, that's a great question. Some of the unique things that I really love that we um, have as part of our culture are things like focus and finish Fridays. When you're on camera all week and meetings um, happening quite frequently, we really need to have some time to actually sit down, heads down, get the work done. So we've dedicated Friday afternoons from one to five as focus and finish Fridays. You're giving yourself permission not to take a meeting because the organization says, this is the time that we're giving back to employees to just focus on those things that they need to get done. So let's not do meetings. So it's a cultural norm that we've set. We also try to um, end meetings um, five to 10 minutes before the end of the hour so that you have time to get up and stretch, to go get a drink or, you know, let your dog out or your, you know, um, pet your cat, whatever you need to do to just kind of get back in the mindset, to get back into whatever meeting you have next. So not running and rushing from meeting to meeting to meeting. So those things are cultural pieces that are supported by our senior leadership. And um, again, I think that it really says we care about you. Uh, we want you to have some balance to things. We understand it's tough when you're on meetings all the time because we're 99% remote. Um, and these are the things that we're going to do to support you in balancing that out, as well as all those other things like care and concern and flexible scheduling and making sure that there's some connection. Um, I know in our group, we have a startup meeting and that startup meeting every day is not about work. It's about, hey, what did you do last night? Or anyone know any great restaurants? Ways to connect with one another. That's super important for well-being. To know that the people that you're working with, that you can connect with, that you hear a little bit about what's going on in their world. So those are some cultural things that I really, I enjoy about this job. And I think it, it helps us to stay connected in this remote environment. That startup yeah. meeting, Jody, is that, sorry, Lisa, uh, but is that your team specifically and you do that every day? We do, but I know that there's several different groups throughout the organization that do things like that, whether it's, you know, a startup meeting or a lunchtime meeting. There's lots of, of different um, different uh, times that people do it, but the same concept. We also have, you know, a monthly get together, which I think is fabulous. It's a way for us, if you're near one of our locations, you can come in and meet with our board of directors, our senior leadership team, get to see colleagues that you haven't seen in a while. And it's just a way to kind of you know, let your hair down and, and get with those um, colleagues that you would normally see around the water cooler if we were all in person. But given that we're not and we ha we do have hybrid situations, but this is one of those um, great ways that we celebrate being with one another and our offices are, are a fabulous place to do that. 
our intention is to do that more often, Jeff. We've heard from employees the the desire to to be together more, physically together more for those that are still that are comfortable. So we do have those monthly meetings and we and monthly get-togethers in Vermont. And then we also have different get-togethers, sometimes monthly and others in our DC office. So and then we have the opportunity to bring people together um, remotely as well as it makes sense. But this is, you know, people are asking for that. And and so we're trying again, listening to our to our staff. And we also have what's called a monthly town call, which, you know, all of our staff gets together once a month for an hour. And we have a number of topics that we go over and it's, it's led by our senior leadership team. And then different people come on board and, and, and talk about different projects and different, different updates and things to share. And then, you know, I, I, I have to mention, you know, and, and Jody, you know, through our wellness program, Last year, uh, we did a, uh, a pad thai cooking class that brought in, you know, I don't know, 25 people from across the country. This year, we did a um, Cinco de Mayo cooking class, and it was, we brought in double the people that we had last year. And, and again, it's everyone's online and everyone's cooking and you're in your kitchens and you're just having fun together. And so it's an yeah. opportunity again, right? Looking for ways to bring people together, knowing that we have people in 22 states, right? And um, and and with the majority of folks in Vermont and, and DC, but, but we've got to continue to look for ways to, to do that and do more of it, right? So we feel like we're together. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, one exciting thing that we've got coming up later this month is kind of a meld of both of those things. It's about fun, but it's also about well-being. We're going to be doing a uh, watercolor for mindfulness class where we've worked with an organization that's going to send out boxes with all the craft supplies for uh, this class. And we're going to get online at the same time and learn how to watercolor paint. Um, for mindfulness. And I think those are those unique things that we do at VEIC. I really try to look for, um, you know, things that people have been telling us that they want, like Lisa said, um, that are fun and engaging and at the same time really uh, nurture someone's soul um, and, and the engagement to be with those people around them that they would have normally seen at the office. And do, and can people is there are there people that do that in person or what as well or will that all be done remotely the watercolor? That'll be all done remotely um, because again most most generally our staff are remote. If someone wanted to go into the office and do watercolor, we have wonderful uh, facilities to do that as well. But for the most part, yeah, it'll be done from home. Um, the cooking classes, I think those are amazing because again um, we've had really fabulous chefs that work with us. And it really kind of goes to that DEI piece as well. You know, we try to look at some of the, the different um, cultures and cultural foods and things of that nature. So we're really pulling in lots of different facets into, you know, kind of helping people to feel engaged in their workplace. Well, food brings people together, right? Yeah. I mean, food really does. And I, mm -hmm. I did want to mention, we did a, um, a chair yoga class mm -hmm. recently. And that was done through our Invest EAP, and that was done online. And our DC office actually had a group of people come into a conference room to be together, to get online and do this chair yoga, you know, with the other people that were remote. So, mm -hmm. so there are opportunities to your question or to your comment, Jeff, that where people can come together if they want to, there may be 
a group of people that want to come together and paint together, you know, while they're following the instructions, you know, online. But there, but there are options, and we do have locations where people can do that. So, so that's yeah, uh, and that's why I asked the question because I know that you know, like having that human contact, you know, beyond just Zoom and 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 remote contact is uh, for a lot of people it's really important and impactful to their mental health. So, giving them the opportunity to physically be together as much as possible. I think is a, you know, both painting and like my watercolor would look like a five-year-old did it. <clears throat> and I no cook, judgment, I, Jeff, no judgment. <laughs> yeah, and I cook like a 12-year-old. So, uh, but it doesn't- You might be surprised. You might be surprised, Jeff. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. We surprise ourselves when we get involved in these things. <laughs> it's worth a try. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the remote workforce. And how, so, you know, what are other ways that you keep them engaged and, and what goes into building um, a sustainable and effective remote culture? You know, we, we talked at the top of the uh, podcast about that uh, community service benefit that we have, and we have different groups that will come together to do the community service. And again, not everybody is in one spot. So our senior leadership team came together in Washington, D.C. and gave back to the community together. And our senior leadership team is across the country. We have smaller groups that do the same thing around a cause. So I think that engagement, um, being remote and being having the opportunity to get with one another from time to time is great. Um, we talked about, you know, those uh, monthly town hall meetings that we have. I think that that's a way to really pull everyone together and hear about what's happening in our business, but also welcome new hires. When you're new um, and it's remote, you may feel very alone at first, but if you're on a call and we hear a little bit about what are your interests, where do you come from, where do you live, and then for everyone on the call to be like, congratulations, welcome, hey, I went to that college, you know, go whatever football team they they mention or what have you as far as their own interests, it really builds camaraderie. And I think that that's a great way in a remote environment to welcome someone because you can feel uh, like, okay, well, it's not the same as going into the office and sitting at my new desk. Um, we also in this remote environment have started to send swag boxes to our new hires so that they know VEIC cares and it's got, you know, great uh, materials like a VEIC water bottle and, you know, some stickers and, and all great things that welcome you on your first day. So again, we may be remote, but you don't ever feel like you're not connected to your team and, and the organization as a whole. We try to really make information accessible. We have a fabulous um, intranet site that has lots of information and channels for different things that people might be interested in, like we have a pen enthusiast and paper, you know, people that like pens and paper. So there's a group of people that like that or a people book that are into pens and paper. Yes. Interesting, interesting, right? Yeah. So you may think I'm the only one that really likes this really nice pen. No, there's yeah. bunches of other people that like pens and paper. One of these, one of this, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, or, you know, let's talk about the kids or, you know, pets. We have lots of different channels for people to connect on that basis. So that's through our, our employee um, internet channel and, and we have Yammer to do that. So we utilize technology a lot at VEIC to keep people connected. And Teams channels as well. We're very active with Teams. And I would also I would also add to all of those wonderful things Jody just mentioned. We have a lot of lot of cross collaboration that we with our work. 
right? So, you know, we are, we are working across the country with our CalNext team, or we're working with our DC team, and, and a lot of our support functions are, are actively involved. And so I think it's, I think there are opportunities regularly to, to be connected, and we, we, we capitalize on those things as much as we can, um, knowing that we don't want anyone to feel alone out in Wisconsin or, you know, you know, or wherever, you know, they might be um, li living and working remote. Yeah, the, because, you know, the, the mental health being the theme of this conversation, loneliness is, is can be just so destructive and so such a horrible thing. And some people would say there's an epidemic of loneliness uh, in the country. And I don't think COVID helped. And uh, so anything that you can do as an organization to make sure that that people are feeling that connection with one another, even if it is uh, not in person, I think is so important to mental health and, and to the culture. Jeff, the other thing that, that just, just to add a, one more thing for those or people that are living in states where they're like, Maine, for example, we have a number of people. They're actually um, coming up with ways as those like those five people to spend time together, yeah. right? Like getting together in an office and 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 granted, we have you know eleven people in California, and they're in you know various places. And California is a big state, but there are also opportunities for folks when they can. To get together and same in any state you know where where we have multiple people so that's also happening and in, and we're trying to encourage or we are encouraging yeah that so you're trying country. are you actually trying to facilitate that to help help those people find one another and and periodically get together yeah. in person periodically yeah. and folks in those states are also doing it on their own so yeah. it's a it's a combination right of uh -huh. both yeah i just want to give a quick plug for the fact that VEIC has always tried to um, be inclusive and really look at diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have what we call um, a VCC, which is um, our um, culture committee. And we look at things from lots of different angles. We have office hours where you can talk with our, we have a contracted group that we work with um, for DEI. And those office hours are there to help people really just have someone to connect with on DEI topics and, you know, give some feedback on, on how are we doing and, and what would you like to see more in, in this way or that way? We, we really try to focus our calendar on, um, you know, inclusive events and, and things that are happening uh, throughout the year. So I really think that that's, uh, a lot of people are doing DEI right now, but I think we do it um, in a way that is just one step above because we have a culture committee that supports whatever DEI efforts we have and our senior leadership team supports that 100%. And our employees are asking for those things and, and really attending to those trainings and, and are giving feedback that they appreciate the lens that we look at things through. I appreciate you mentioning that, Jody, um, as far as the VCC and the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. It is part of our strategic plan, right? Is we know that DEI is not a check the box. DEI is something and as the as the sponsor of, of this initiative, it's something that will be part of our uh, part of our work forever. And and uh, and it's something that we all absolutely believe in. And I think one of the things that that Jody mentioned, and we 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 kicked off an initiative with with DE with this specific DEI work. We've been doing this for a while, but uh, last year and it's been it's been it's br it brings our organiz organization together 
right, with shared experiences. And um, and she mentioned, uh, you know, our our office hours and things that we have available to staff if they want it. Office hours with our our DEI group. Um, I think it's important again to say out loud that you know we we take this really seriously. You know, it is supported by our senior leadership team. A part as a part of that team, um, it's it's one of the reasons why I joined the EIC because of the commitment to our culture and and to this work. Absolutely. It's interesting that you you bring up DEI in a conversation about well-being. Um, and it, I think it's another example of how this is also so interconnected. So your your physical health and your financial health and your mental health, and all of that's affected by your sense of uh, feeling safe where where you are and and feeling included in that you really belong where you are and that and that no one's going to you know uh chastise you or or bully you or mistreat you in any way shape or form and so uh yeah i'm glad we ended on that that that's a that's a good way to to wrap it up um but we're not done yet actually because we always ask our guests on the podcast to answer a few rapid fire questions okay yep all right, you're, you sure you're game for this? So I think what we'll do is I'll ask the question and then uh, uh, Lisa, you'll go first and give us your answer. And then Jody, you'll go and then I'll move on to the next question. Ready? Yes. All right, tea or coffee? Tea. Coffee. Favorite food? Grilled tuna with a sweet potato and asparagus. Anything dessert. Anything dessert, okay. <laughs> uh, last thing you watched on TV? I actually watched The Little Mermaid, the new Disney movie. Jody, probably a home um, HGTV show. I'm sure. <laughs> Very first job. I was a cashier at a rest uh, at a, a store called Purity Supreme. Outside of babysitting, I was a dishwasher. Okay. Got a fast, you know, food kind of diner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. One, one last question. Um, this year, our theme at One Digital is heart and hustle. So so how do you plan on leading with heart this this year and into 2024? Lisa, let's start with you. Leading with heart. I come back with with empathy and active listening, listening more, talking less. Mm -hmm. I think getting feedback from people, trying to connect. Um, again, we're remote. So trying to connect with people and hear what they have to say. Excellent. Thank you again, Jody and Lisa, for joining us. We, we so appreciate your time. And thanks to those tuning in. This has been another episode of Friends with Employee Benefits. Yeah.